That is hardcore. This is hardcore shit. But for me, it's harder and harder to resist. Everyone, you are tuned in to Hardcore Horror with Mike and Bridget. This is season three. Welcome back, 2024, Bridget. What's going on? Happy New Year. <laughs> As crazy you said, season three, I'm like, holy shit. That season is so three. crazy. Yeah, it's been a yeah. crazy wild ride, hasn't it? It sure has, yeah. Kind of flew by a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. Kind of wild. Yeah. So we got a show tonight. Who we got as a guest? We got a guest coming up. Yeah. So we got Anthony Cooney. He's um he's an indie filmmaker based out of Chicago. That I, 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 I know him. Yeah, you've worked <laughs> with him. I've worked with him quite a few times. He's helped me on some projects. I've helped him. So we'll talk about a lot of that anecdotal stuff later on. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> before we get to that, let's talk about uh, some horror news. Let's see right. what's going on. Um. The first thing I wanted to chat about with, not really horror, horror news, but definitely horror news, AI. Uh, we've talked a little bit about AI before, right? Yep. But uh, so recently there was a George Carlin special that got uploaded to YouTube. Um, and it's an hour long, maybe a little bit more special. The only uh, thing about it is it's new. Uh, George Carlin's been dead for quite a few years now. Uh, now, first of all, I want to say George Carlin was, without a doubt, my favorite comedian. I loved his work. I, I definitely cannot really, really be replicated. But with AI, now they have thoughts. <laughs> this was an hour-long special. I listened to the whole thing. Um, was it George Carlin? No. But there, I mean, there are some points that was definitely off. I, in my mind, I'm like George Carlin would never say this. But throughout the whole thing, there are some cadence of him for sure. The voice didn't actually try to sound like him to a degree. It tried to get his nuances down and hit or missed on some of those. But uh, there was some of it. I'm like that. That does sound like George Carlin. That sounds like exactly something he would do. What are your thoughts on this? Well, one, I think it's creepy as shit. And I think it's, um, I actually think it's r- r- really going to slowly, slowly start taking over things. You can already kind of see, see shit taking over. Um, I was talking to a guy like literally yesterday um, in, in real estate. And he was like, have you ever heard of, and he was calling it a lease. And I was like, no, he's like, oh, like, uh, is in real estate, if you want to look for an apartment, you call and instead of a person answering, and I was like, that's been around for years. And he goes, well, Elise does all these other things. Elise can call you and collect your rent. You can put in work orders. Um, and it just tells you all these things. And I was like, holy shit, that's going to put a lot of leasing consultants out of their jobs. Like, crazy. And, and, and that is crazy. But, but you know, like, as much as some of the stuff sounds like it could work, I mean, I hate like automated, automated, you know, voices on the telephone, you know, when you call something like they're so oh annoying. Oh my God. How many times it's like, press one for blah, blah. I'm like, I want to talk to a person. I know. <laughs> it takes you forever to get to one. Sometimes you can't at all anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, crazy. <laughs> right. So, but I don't wait, know. what you're talking about, like, that's kind of creepy because it's a computer that's, trying to be like a real person 
That's right. Um, and the fact that how long has he been dead? He's been dead for a, a while. Years. Yeah. Like probably, I don't know. I, I would have to look it up. Seven or eight years, maybe, maybe more. Uh, so where are they getting the information? Or are they just playing like some of his? So they, they had the AI. Lives? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he's got uh, tons of comedy specials and stuff. And I've listened to all of them. Yeah. Uh, so they had the AI listen to all this and program itself through his lens of the way he does comedy. Uh, which again, like some of it's hit or miss, but the stuff that's hit is like, that's crazy. So, uh, and his daughter is speaking out against it. She's very mad and, and, you know, angry about this special. And, uh, and obviously it may get taken down because of that. But, uh, but also though, I didn't even know this, but during the search for that special, I found that there was many of them, not like long specials, but there were many AI George Carlin's already on YouTube. And some of them actually sound exactly like him. Some of them, they took his voice. Like they really replicated it. Like I said, this one didn't try to, it tried to imitate it without actually using his voice. But there's some on there that actually uses his voice and they're, they're doing current jokes in a form that quote unquote George Carlin would do. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> you know, it's creepy. I think it's creepy. It, it's creepy, it, but it's weird. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, yes, obviously, if I feel with somebody I loved or care, you know what I mean, uh, it would be yeah. devastating. Um, but it's yeah. kind of like what Kiss is doing. Have you heard the whole thing with Kiss? You know, they had their like their lat, you know, the yes, tour, yes. I know what you're talking about. They're going into this. Virtual. I don't even know what it is. Like, um, I guess it's AI. Um, yeah, like a holo, holo, holographic uh, AI stuff, right? Is I'm like performance. That. We're gonna keep on performing that way. Yeah, I'm like, what? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, thinking, I don't know. That's. I would want to watch that. <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I said who wouldn't watch it, but I did listen to the special. But just because I was curious about, yeah, me too, uh, what this would would be like, um, uh, not something I would really want to. They said they did a, a, a Tom Brady comedy. Uh, this YouTube channel, Dudesy, it's supposed to be mostly AI. I don't know how that all works, but I guess they did another one with Tom Brady as a comedian, like as a joke, and that, they got pulled down. So probably this one's going to go away as well. But just the fact that it's done and it's out there, and that means that. Right now, there's so many other people going, and they're trying to do somebody else that's dead, or maybe even live. You know, uh, it's 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 wild. It's a it's crazy a, how it's like when I say slowly taking over. Like you, I didn't realize how all this AI stuff, like how how deep it gets with um, writing stories. Have you ever have you ever played around with them and like yeah yeah? Want, um, I want um, a horror short about a guy named Mike. And a girl named Bridget that lives in Tennessee, and then it'll just write start. this in a whole short yeah. about Mike and Bridget that lives in Tennessee, and it's you're like, oh my god, what the fuck? It's pretty. Cr- I mean, in like a matter of like a minute. Second, yeah, Second. yeah, it just yeah, starts right a minute. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, yes. So yes, so stories, uh, pictures, obviously audio now, um, everything basically. It's just. Um, Ten years from now, who knows what the world's going to be like with that sort of stuff? I know uh, it's crazy, and then there really will be like no dying if you have made yourself an artificial 
uh, c- clone in a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's wild. It's, it's, it's wild. So something I never thought of. I mean, obviously you watch the Terminator, but you don't think of this happening and, and people really being okay with it. <laughs> I mean, I know some people are, but it seems like, it's, I don't know. Obviously it's not going anywhere. It's not going away. So. Yeah, it's definitely not going away, and it's getting more and more more popular. Every year, think about it. Think about when it first really just started getting really getting, really getting introduced to us, and look mm-hmm. where we're at today. Right. So you're right. In 10 years, it's... <laughs> it's oh, going to be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it's kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, moving on, there's a few other topics. Uh, uh, okay, so have you seen these trailers for Long Legs? Yeah, I actually just saw them today. Uh, so, okay. Uh, what do you think, first of all? Well, the trailer, the trailers don't tell you a whole lot. I mean, you can tell it's, um, an excerpt, like, it's an exorcism movie or a possession, I'm sorry, a possession movie. Um, so here, here's what the synopsis says. It says an FBI agent is assigned to an unsolved serial killer case that takes unexpected turns, revealing evidence of the occult, discovers a personal connection to the killer and must stop him before he strikes again. Uh, I think this is genius marketing. Uh, Neon has kind of did the thing. You remember what happened back in the day with Cloverfield? Do you remember that trailer that dropped for Cloverfield? It didn't have the name. and didn't know what the hell it was about. I do. I forgot about that, actually. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is very similar. That, I mean, it, it, it gives you enough clues to know what it's about, but it doesn't say long legs, does it? Not really. You know, it does, uh, not, not when it got released originally, I don't think. Uh, That's funny. I thought it was like a possession movie, so it's not really. I, I don't know, but I'm I'm very interested in this movie. I really want to see it at this point because Oz Perkins is the one that directs it. He's the one that made that the Black Coat's daughter. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it looks like this is going to be good marketing. It may uh, end up being a good movie. I don't know, but I, uh, supposedly Nick Cage is the serial killer, and I'm all for that. I'm all <laughs> okay. That's that's gonna that, that that works for me. Uh, so yeah, again, genius marketing. I think something we haven't seen in a little while. You know, again, going back to Cloverfield, which was that was the biggest thing that made people really want to see that movie. You know, and it was pretty successful because of it. Would did would did you like that movie? Uh it was okay. Um, now that you say that, when you say that, I was like, I remember all this now. Like it's like you just took something in my memory there, but I was like. Right, you didn't know anything about it. You're all hyped up. I do remember going, "This is it." Yeah, I mean, it was an okay movie. There yeah. was some like annoying characters in it and stuff. Yeah, I actually, I, I actually liked uh, part two better, uh, Cloverfield Lane. Um, I like better to be honest. But I, I mean, I I didn't hate it or nothing. But um, yeah, that, I didn't but, hate it. But really, but... that that trailer really got you hyped. Yeah, up you were all hyped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but it is smart marketing, though. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Other news. Uh, swimming pool apparently didn't make a splash. Uh, didn't do too well in the box bum, office, bum. which I kind of figured, to be honest. It didn't really f- seem like it was going to be a big movie. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment on how good it is or not. But I, I mean, I'll, it, I want to I want to watch it. But I'll, I'll watch I'll, it. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that I struggle with sometimes in movies, and it's just, just me being just ADHD. That's all. Like, it looks like the only scene is at the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I hate that. Uh, um, at first, I thought it was just, you know, the girl, maybe like a couple other characters. But on the trailer, there's, you know, several kids out the pool. I was like, it's really hard for me when it's just like, 
a couple of characters, and it's just one setting for two hours. Oh, it's so hard for me. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll still watch it, but I mean, I'm not real excited about it. Um, I didn't <laughs> jump in the car and go watch it. The movie, yeah. right? Right? No, I didn't either. I didn't either. Okay. Uh, other news. Uh, supposedly, there's going to be a new blob. Uh, they're gonna. They're in the works, and at least talking about making a new blob movie. Um, what did you think about the remake of the Blob in the eighties? In the eighties. So I probably haven't seen that since the eighties. Um, really, I just watched it today for the first time. Uh, no, no, a rewatch. I did a rewatch of it today. Did you watch it? it was the last time you watched it like in the eighties? Like, uh, no, it hadn't been that long, but it had been a while for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, it hadn't been that long. But I mean, I think this is a good movie. I, I wonder why nobody really talks about it that much. It, it does really get sort of overshadowed by uh, all the other good movies of the eighties. But I mean, there's some really good practical effects in here. Um, now maybe the dialogue isn't as good as some other, you know, whatever, but so maybe the plot isn't maybe the best, but I really do like the kills and stuff. And I think that the, again, the practical effects work really well. That's probably the only thing I can remember about it. So eighties, I would have been a, I would have been a child. Um, and that's one thing that I do remember about this movie is the practical effects. That's probably the only thing I remember about it. So, well, worth a rewatch for sure. So if they're making another one, um, I just I that's the only thing. I hope it's not run by like too much it's, CGI. It's gonna it's gonna be completely CGI. Completely. I know, and that's what <laughs> kind of you know. <laughs> I'm like I feel like in CGI is awesome. I can do some really great things, but sometimes I think it, it, it it's a little overkill, and uh-huh. it almost makes it look too cartoonish or fake or I don't know. Um, I don't really know what I'm trying to what what I'm trying to look for. Like I say, cartoonish looking. Um, I don't know another way to describe it, but yeah, yeah. that's that's probably what's. I mean, I I could be wrong, but that's I would assume that's what it's going to be. Most likely, most likely, but um, that's good. You know, I might put that on my list. I might do a rewatch of the blog. Yeah, cool, very cool. All right, uh, last thing, breaking news: Uh, Mia Goth sued by Maxine background actor for battery accused of kicking him in the head. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, appear- allegedly, uh, Mia Goth, they were doing a scene and this, uh, actor played like a dead corpse or something. And, um, uh, after so many takes, she uh, allegedly purposely kicked this guy in the head. And then allegedly, laughed at him, taunted him, mocked him, belittled him, and dared him to do anything about it. Thoughts? I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't, I don't know anything about her as personally, but... Yeah. I mean, just know what I know is her as an actress. I'm like, I, I would imagine that's what her personality's like. Isn't that <laughs> awful? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's... that's so judgmental, Bridget. That's so judgmental, but... I don't know. I can see that being like a legit story. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, apparently he is suing her. So, uh, I mean, it's, that's a, a, the new thing. So, uh, well, I mean, I think Maxine is wrapped. So I don't think that's going to affect that movie, but, uh, yeah. Cause it's, it's coming out this year, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be out this year. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess in a way I could kind of see it too, but I don't know her either. And I don't know how method actress she is and if that's what the deal is. But it, I mean, if you took, some of her roles, like that girl from 
infinity pool, that sounds like exactly something she would do, right? Um, yeah. 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 Oh my God! Thank, thank you for recognizing. (laughs) Right. So I I, might meet her one day. You know, I might meet her at like one of these horror conventions, and uh, she might be like the coolest chick I've ever met. You know, she she might be. be She'll be like, "Oh, you have a hard pass." I'm like, "Yeah, don't listen to this episode." Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that that'd be really cool. But damn, I mean, that's I mean. You never, you never know. There's always two sides to a story, so maybe right. that could really happen, or right. he might have seen the opportunity of at working with someone well off and might have been a con artist. I don't know who knows. Uh, yeah, what, right. I, I, this, this, this is just a story that just came out. I think today, so we'll see where it goes and where. It, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna start following it now. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's talk about some movies. Uh, what have you been watching? You got some watches? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, I've narrowed, I've narrowed it down. I've done a lot of rewatches, but I didn't want to talk Me too. about, yeah. I didn't want to talk about every, all of them. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just, I've, I've narrowed it down to a few. Okay. Um, the first one is a movie from 2014 called The Treatment. Have you seen The uh, Treatment? Uh, you know what? It doesn't ring a bell, but, um, is, it was, I really liked it. It's, I don't know. It's yes, it'd be considered horror. It's a psychological thriller. Um, Inspector Kathmeyer has been haunted by the unsolved disappearance of his younger brother. When he's assigned to a disturbing case involving a missing child, he focuses on the main suspected of kidnapping his brother years ago. No, I don't don't think I've seen this. Holy Hmm. shit. Put this on your list. So it, it's, it's pretty intense. It's a very intense story because of the topic and mm-hmm. when, oh my, it's got some what the fuck moments in there. And when you find out like the killer's motive, um, uh-huh. yeah, it's 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 a wild wild story. It's not, I I wondered if it was based off of a true story. It's definitely not. Okay, um, but it's it p- definitely pushes some boundaries. For sure, and make you even for me, like I, you know, I, I'm desensitized to a lot of things, but even that one, I was like, oh wow, you know, <laughs> so it's a mm. pretty good one. I definitely recommend it. Okay, um, another movie, um, I watch and I feel like I've had this on my list for a while, and I feel like it was one that we talked about on the podcast that was on your list. So you can tell me if I'm wrong in her skin, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So for, for me, um, what I thought was like the most disturbing about this movie is how much it was based off of the true, um, story of the abduction of Rachel Barber in Australia. So after yeah. I watched this movie, I went and watched like a 20 minute documentary on YouTube and it's literally like the movie is every single damn thing that happened, like the real story. So right. oh, that's, yeah. that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, another movie I watched in um, 2023, Suitable Flesh. I don't remember specifically talking about this one. Did you Did you like this movie? My 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 whole thing was I I liked it. It wasn't as good as I thought I was going to like it, uh, but I did really like it. Uh, I thought it was kind of a one-trick pony, but the pony is good. It's a good pony. That's what I said, I think. It's a, it's a one-trick pony, but it's a good pony because it really does have like one thing with the body switching and stuff. But um, 
there toward the end it gets pretty wild uh but overall i mean that's just what it is um but yeah. i i liked it though what did you think there was um kind of i feel really the same um i think i got was to I hype myself up on it mm-hmm. um i was trying to find um somewhere to stream it for free for like ever and I <laughs> right. so finally got to watch it and i was like oh yeah well well the one thing could be a little bit better but I think the one thing that kept popping up was love, uh, Lovecraftian and, and stuff. And I was thinking it was going to be like a lot of goo and a lot of messy shit, you know, like, I don't know, society or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it didn't end up being that way. I didn't, I didn't think. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that. So it was direct, directed by Jill Lynch and mm-hmm. based off the 1937 HP Lovecraft short story um, thing on the doorstep. So I'm kind of like you, like, I would have never thought that would have been based off of um, Lovecraft at all. But um, anyways, it, I did like, I was a little disappointed. At, it was a little too repetitive for me, the body switching. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. You got one trick pony. The pony works, but it's just one trick pony. That's it. Um, another movie I watched, um, this one was from 2022 called Follow Her. Have you seen oh, this one? That doesn't sound familiar. And it, an aspiring actress responds to a mysterious classified ad and finds herself trapped in her new boss's twisted revenge fantasy. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. So it's it was all right. It was decent. Um, so it was it was like a twisted story, and it just kept it kept making me guess what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and so I mean, it wasn't the best I've ever seen, but it. Um, it's it's a good reminder. It's a lot to do with social media. That's um, why I didn't watch it. I saw the, the 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 poster for it, and I was like, "This sounds like social media." <laughs> it totally is, and you know, you know, <laughs> and I've talked about this so many times. I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching this great horror movie." And of course, people are getting their phones out, they're filming it, you know, on a movie. And I'm like, "Oh, get some on nerves." But this is this is all all based around social media, and it's right. kind of a good reminder of like the dangers of privacy intrusion you know with right. with the popular rise of all the different social media platforms so but they, they had a different little twist on it so i think right. it's i think it's worth a watch it's not the best but um it, it's not as great as the treatment that one you definitely have to watch okay right. um uh one more thing i'm gonna talk about that i watched because i just finished it up um is a docu-series um a not necessarily horror, but we're talking about the curious case of Natalia Grace. Oh, uh, I did see the first part. I haven't seen the second part, but yeah, that's wild, huh? Yeah, isn't it crazy? Or- Orphan. That's what Orphan's based on, right? Eh? Y- yeah, it's totally just like the movie. Uh-huh. Like, they even talk about that um, in the docuseries. They're like, if you go and watch the movie, they were saying... <laughs> <laughs> the mom the mom needed to be sued <laughs> by the people who put out organized like that is so crazy but it's it's a really really crazy story um it just come out this year i think come out um january the 5th on max part two did right but part one about a while because i watched part one. Oh, okay so i didn't realize that okay so i watched all, i watched all of it from beginning to end okay, okay. and i think it's gonna continue i think oh, it's really? gonna continue yeah Based off of the, um, that last episode, it's 100% going to continue. 
And um, I mean, it's 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 so crazy. Tracy even went and started following Natalia on social media. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy. Um, It's basically if you haven't heard about it, I think it's on net. No, it's on Max. I just said it's on Max. Um, So Natalia Grace assumed to be a six year old Ukrainian orphan with a rare bone disorder. And who her adoptive parents believe she was an adult who was disguising herself as a child with intent to harm the family. Right. That doesn't even sound that. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but no, this shit gets so crazy. It's very, yeah. Even the first part was horrific at the same least. Yeah, no doubt. So um, only other thing that um, that we'll talk about is um, our extreme, our extreme movie. Uh-huh. The- yeah okay so i don't know if you want to go ahead and talk about it okay so um i gave you a couple of choices um and and i watched them both but you watched you you really picked the right one because you picked the main one uh singapore sling um and so this has just been i again i i picked this out i didn't know anything about it uh other than it's on a list of hardcore or extreme movies you know and sometimes that's what you get. You just don't really know. Uh, I think sometimes we're we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel of some of these, but you're you're really getting like um, you're getting a lot of the same themes we're repeating over and over again. Oh in some, yeah, in some of these to make to make them extreme. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's an interesting movie. It's on YouTube of all places. I can't imagine <laughs> you watching it finding this on youtube being like what that i i don't know how many times that i actually said that aloud while watching this i was like can you believe this is on youtube <laughs> yes yes and, um it's an interesting movie it tries it's very uh tonally weird because it's i mean it is a horror movie but it's also a black comedy i would say uh, also a dark uh, film noir uh, obviously kind of a thing uh, yeah. a little bit of everything so you have these two women, supposedly mother and daughter, although there's a lot of stuff going on inappropriately between them, uh, and they're killers and they kill people. And you have this other guy who is um, looking for a different girl, a girl that they've killed, but he doesn't know that, at least at that point when he's looking. Uh, and then he ends up in their clutches, and it's very strange. Um, with all the the things that they do to each other, they end up doing to him, and then he ends up doing to them. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like they're they're all into like the the uh, BDSM, and so a lot of the things that they're doing is um, not just the whips and chains and things, but just the things they're doing is very degrading. And right, right, yeah, uh, we have- it's crazy because they'll play like this romantic music like it's gonna be a love scene <laughs> it's like holy shit what the fuck just happened or it, some of it was kind of funny i'd be sitting there i could be sitting there laughing and then I, and then and then my jaw would just drop be like uh oh <laughs> right yeah when you then you, you get a scene where she's masturbating with an apricot and you're like what is happening right now um Pretty strange a little film. What did you think about it overall? Did you like it? If you didn't like it, what what'd you, what'd you think? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it's um, it, a lot. Some of these movies that we watch, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably never like watch that again. It was just, uh-huh. just so beyond extreme ridiculous. 
Uh-huh. This th- this one was not terrible. Um, it wasn't terrible. I mean, overall, I mean, it was a Greek uh, film made in Greece. They spoke English uh, mostly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I like some the French. setting. I like the setting. Um, you said film noir. Um, you know, it had that like old like Holly old school Hollywood look with like a steampunk twist. Like it was like I right. love the setting there. Like, yeah, yeah. Really cool. The house, the the mansion was really, really cool too. I was checking out like the, the curvy stairs and mm-hmm. uh, the, so, the, <laughs> the daughter's acting. I was like, she plays the best fucking nut ever. So it's really weird because they're both both the the mother and daughter at yeah. times are times are like convulsing and contorting and stuff. And you're like, what is going on? With this yeah. Shit? So the, the, the base is like they're killers, but her mom, like she doesn't want her to smoke. And so she's got an animosity toward her mom. And then, but, but there's all these other stuff like her dad, but her dad's a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but her, yeah. But then there's their fornicating dad's fornicating. With her. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then the guy end up, ends up getting his, uh, revenge at the end uh, yeah it was pretty decent honestly I, I didn't think it was bad um of course you know um this was one of those movies where you, you kind of know where it's going to go i guess but again it's like you don't you don't know where where all it's going to go like because you you see it's going to go into directions of urination and vomiting again we see this stuff a lot these themes uh, in a lot of these movies and stuff that are but extreme. But this one was different. It was done different, though. It wasn't as mean-spirited, even though it's, that's weird to say considering the fact that what they're doing to the guy, really, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as sort of mean-spirited, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I'm like, you got the, the vomiting... Um, the mother and daughter sexual relations. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the daughter was like a nymphomaniac. Okay? And, yes, definitely. And well, it, so it was on YouTube, right? So I, you know, what I was thinking, so I was like, it's on YouTube, so I can just watch it in my living room. So I used to watch <laughs> movies in the bedroom. So uh-huh. I decided to watch it in the living room, and Tracy comes in, who's like, what are you? Watching? <laughs> So he sits on the couch and he starts watching it with me. And I was like, <laughs> and he said, and watch the whole damn thing. He does not watch it like that. And um, but we did have to pause it and go eat uh, go eat dinner. I was like, oh, of course we're gonna stop and pause it and eat dinner while I'm watching this movie. And you know, we're dipping our food. And my daughter comes up and he's like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm really interested in about that that movie uh, about the women touching herself and freaking <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> My kiddos are like, what? What are you watching? I'm like, oh God, here we go. Just because watch the movie in the living room. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so crazy! I don't know because yeah. it was on YouTube. Who was it was called? on YouTube? A lot of a lot of nudity, a lot of frilly clothes where you can definitely see stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, so Singapore, Singapore sling. Yeah, uh, Nikos Nikolaidis, uh, the director. Uh, I don't know. Um, pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty strange. So there was another movie. Um, did you have more movies, or was that? Nope, it? that's it. That's it. But there was another movie I mentioned to you, and I, I will bring it up because I did watch it. So I was fresh in my mind. I will bring it up. You can watch it if you want, but it's not a horror movie, but it, it is extreme. Okay. Um, 
It's called Sweet Movie. And um, so I don't know. It's it's another one of those movies that's very tonally weird because it's, it's sort of a comedy, sort of a satire in a way, drama, I guess you would say. Not really a horror movie. There is one death that's a kill and there's blood, but it's not. I really wouldn't classify as a horror movie for any reason. So it's kind of like two different scenes. It's like this... It's just like this girl. It's like okay, it starts out with like a beauty pageant thing, okay. But in, in the beauty pageants, they're all uh, instead of like after their looks, you know, they're they're really um, tested on their virginity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the guys like looking, inspecting really well to make sure they find the perfect one. When he finds the perfect one, she's the winner. She gets to go and get married to this guy. And this guy they all act really strange and everything. He has a golden member. (laughs) She freaks out, runs off, uh, starts like end up with these bunch of bohemian people and stuff. Uh, And then there's like this other subplot of like this other girl who's on this sort of kind of like a parade ship. And there's this guy chasing after her, waving at her and following her and stuff. And then eventually they get together they get together and then, then they, I don't know, they end up, they end up in this big vat of salt. No, I'm sorry, sugar. They're in this big vat of sugar, like covered in sugar, completely. And, and like then they're like, you know, messing around in there together. And then, then she pulls out a knife and kills him <laughs> and, and covers him up with the sugar. Uh, but is that go, why it's called Sweet Movie? Uh, the sugar scene. I don't think so. I don't really know. So it gets about an hour into it. And I'm like, there's been a few things, a couple things that are hardcore, but I'm like, overall, this isn't really that bad. I'm like, this isn't really that bad. And then it starts. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's then one it of starts those, it's in. like, it's the, the, the buildup for it gets for it. Yeah. Takes- yeah. And then it starts in. And then again, we go with that, the same checklist of things that we see all the time with the puking, lots of puking, uh, defecation, <laughs> stuff like that uh in here and um and just a lot of weird stuff you know uh, the, the girl uh she goes from there to just different different avenues uh and you know um doesn't seem very happy <laughs> with the whole thing uh it's a strange movie worth a watch if you like weird movies mm-hmm. if you like really weird strange movies i say worth a watch um but again, it, it does have a lot of those same sort of tropes. At this point, tropes, I would say, because those are really the things that make – Oh, I, but when it gets to the point – so the girl that kills the guy, after that, she starts undressing and stuff. But she does it in front of children. And I was like, this is weird. Oh, well, that's like, weird. Yeah, so it, it kind of implied that she does things too, but it didn't show any of that. But I was like, this is just – odd but you know of course it's not an american made movie i don't think so um, that's why it's extreme it it that that would make 99 percent of people uncomfortable if they watched it yes 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 that's why it's extreme yeah uh it says i don't know i don't know if it's a a french film or canadian film i'm I'm not for sure but west germany is also part there i don't know exactly where it originated um uh first but um i guess they filmed it in the netherlands in Amsterdam, so okay, uh, yeah, okay, and and some in France and and, and Canada, so a little bit all, a little bit all over the place there. But it, it's worth a watch if you do like uh, really weird um, extreme movies. But again, it's not a horror movie. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even classify it as horror. Movie. Okay, not really. Okay, uh, 
Um, so uh, I'll go to what I've been watching. Uh, I'll just list a few things. I, I obviously watched a whole lot of stuff since we've been gone. Yeah, a lot of re- a lot of rewatches, like you said as well. Um, I did a few television show stuff. Um, I finally checked out South of Hell. Have you ever seen that show? I don't think. Uh, uh-uh, I don't think I've even heard of it. Yeah, uh, that Mina Saveri, Saveri, that girl from American Pie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so she stars in it. Um, Eli Roth actually directed the first episode. Uh, it only lasted one season. I can kind of see why, though. It's, it's sort of low production value, but it's about uh, a girl who is possessed. But it's weird because she's like a demon hunter who goes and finds other demons and brings out her demon and her demon eats those demons and takes them out of people. Oh. Yeah. Set in the south. Uh, um, south of hell, obviously. Um, south Carolina. But um, <clears throat> it was okay. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, I can, Again, I can see why they it only lasted one season. But, you know, we got... Got some time to kill. Maybe give it a watch. Yeah. It's so hard. TV shows, like, for me to sit and watch, especially even to make it to a season two, like, it's got to be really good. Really good. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen any yeah. really great shows in a while. I feel like I haven't. Yeah. Well, uh, now, speaking of season two, I did watch From season two. Have you, did you check out any of From? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, I like From pretty good. It's it's sort of it's kind of like a Stephen King esque vibe, maybe a little darker, a little harder, but it's kind of like that. But so these these people like they're they're just driving driving along, and all of a sudden like they kind of they crash, mm-hmm. and then they uh, and then they are whatever, and then they end up in this one place, and they're kind of stuck there, and they can't get out. But what's even stranger is there's all these weird, strange, supernatural things going on, and at night these creatures come out. And they try to get the people to come out, and if they do, they, they, these creatures they look like humans, but when they when they get close to somebody, they reveal that they're you know they're not. They kill people and stuff. So Where, where's that um, stream at? Where do you stream it at? Uh, I think it's on MGM. MGM, okay. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it at. Um, but it's pretty good. I like it overall. I mean, it's uh, I think it's been renewed for a, a third season, but I just finished up season two. Um, I did a rewatch of True Detective. Uh, I know True Detective season four is drop, just beginning to drop now. They say it's pretty good. I'm not seeing it yet. Um, season two wasn't that great. Season three was decent, but not. Have you watched? Amazing. Have you watched all of them? I've seen every one of them, except yeah, except the new one. But I love, absolutely love season one. Have you seen season one? No, so I haven't seen any of these, but. Um it's that's that's like tracy's like seeing all of them he loves them he's a huge fan he's like we have got to see this and i was like but i haven't seen any of the other ones he's like no each season's a new story so um, yeah yeah I, like I said i didn't really like two at all really uh three was okay but the first one is, is amazing it's it's matthew mcconaughey and, and woody harrison and matthew mcconaughey's character i just absolutely adore uh, he's has so many quotable lines on there and i only mention it because it's not a horror show but the first season is very dark and very gothic okay and it's and it's one of those halloween adjacent things i feel like that people that like dark stuff would be into it it really is uh 
kind of fits that mold. But I, it's one of the f- best seasons of, of television I think that was ever made. Oh the first wow! Season. Okay, I can't I can't say it about two or three, but the first one I watched it. This is probably like my third or fourth time just re- revisiting the season. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so many quotable things. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, yeah, I just love it. I love what he what he does with it and what uh, everything he says. I'm like, yep, sounds good. <laughs> Loved it. So yeah, definitely worth a watch there. Okay. Uh, mo- movie wise, I'll mention a few little things here. Uh, I watched Eaten Alive, and I think this is actually the first time I've ever seen Eaten Alive. Have you seen it? I mean, it sounds familiar, but then it might just because it's a similar title or um, right is right. Um, is it about cannibalism? It is well, no, no, it's not about cannibalism. Actually, uh, no, it's a. Uh, it was made in 1976 by Toby Hooper. Wow, I can't believe uh, it. I don't even think I've even heard of this. Yeah, so a psychotic redneck who owns a dilapidated hotel in rural East Texas kills various people who upset him or his business, and he feeds their bodies to a large crocodile that he keeps as a pet in the swamp. Oh wow! Uh, that. Oh wait a minute, have I seen this? I feel like I've seen. Oh wow! I feel like I've seen this, but it would have been like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so the funny takeaway I got from this movie—I mean, it's an okay movie. It ain't like great or anything, but it's an okay movie. But the the takeaway I got from this was Robert England is in here, and you know it's kind of funny because we kind of associate Robert England with Freddie, and like maybe Wes discovered him. I mean, obviously he was doing like V and stuff for that, but we don't really think about it, but. Toby actually put him in a movie before Wes did. So, yeah, here he is, 1976, eating alive. Wow, that is so cr- I have seen this. Oh, my God. Like, I almost forgot, completely forgot about this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely saw it. It amazes me how many horror movies I watch, like, when I was a right. kid. I was like, is that all I did was just sit around watching horror <laughs> movies all the damn time? Um, yeah, that's crazy. I almost want to do a rewatch of it. It's almost like nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that was my first time watching it though. I've seen the the poster in the trailer or, or the the poster box art. I think you might places forever, but you know, it's the first time watching. Uh, up next was a new film just dropped, "Destroy All Neighbors." Okay, I don't think I've seen. I don't think I know this one. This one just dropped on Shutter recently. Um, struggling prog rock musician finds himself in a living nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbor from hell. Uh, it's a decent little horror, horror comedy. If you're in the mood for horror comedy, like nothing too serious or dark, just very, very sort of comedic. Cause it's like, he kills these people sometimes accidentally and they, uh, and they come back and they're kind of, kind of join him on his quest, uh, for his p- prog rock stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just more, but there's some pretty good gore and stuff in it. So, you know, I, it's not, I like winners in, in this movie from um he's one of the lost boys right who's that now alex winner oh yeah yes yes that's true that's correct excellent adventure (laughs) yeah that is true yes that's funny i haven't seen him anything in a while so yeah so would you would you recommend it what do you think Uh, i mean it's not it's not like super funny it ain't like tucker and dale versus evil funny so if you're looking for that you probably won't get it here but if you just want like some Romp, romp of horror comedy you know yeah it's a it's a good watch for that but again nothing that's gonna appease your dark 
your dark void, you know, your, your dark appetite or anything like that. But again, if you just want something that's kind of like, kind of silly, goofy, but fun. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, one rewatch watch I'm going to mention that because I, we haven't talked about this one. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Is mom and dad. Have you seen that one? Mom and dad, but not mom and dad. Is it? If- not mom and dad. Okay. It's mom and dad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it? What's it? Oh, it's about a mom and dad, I guess. Um, it's it's Nick, Nick Cage and Selma Blair. Um, a teenage girl and her younger brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origin causes parents to turn violently against their own kids. Okay, no, I haven't seen this. Nope. You need to watch this one. Put this one on your list. I love this movie. This makes the, probably the third time I watched it. It's so good because it's like literally like everybody is trying to kill their kids. Their own kids. They won't. They don't care about anybody else's kids. They don't care about anybody else. They're just trying to kill their own kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. Mom, yeah, mom and, and dad. Mom and dad. And it doesn't give you a, a lot of uh, explanation. So if you need answers, you, you, you might not like that. But it's just fun. And Nick Cage being Nick Cage again. That's why I said with long legs. Nick Cage being Nick Cage, man, I, I'll take it. You know, as long as he's not trying to do the Wicker Man, he's good. You know, I, I love him when he goes batshit crazy in these movies, and he definitely, <laughs> yeah, no. and he he definitely does in this one. He does for sure. Oh, cool. Okay, all right. So, yes. mom and dad, twenty seven. Yes, mom and dad, yeah. loved it. But the last one I, I want to talk about is Nefarious. Okay, okay. I watched Nefarious. I finally got around to watching it. Uh, First thing I, I will say about it is uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. You know, he he did really good in that role. Holy shit! Why? He did a right? really good role. Re- yeah, he was like really good as far as performing and acting. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, other than that, all I can say is I couldn't stand the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He definitely ma- made the movie, but um, it was okay. It was okay. I watched it last. I watched it last year and. Like I don't, it didn't. I don't think it made my my top list, but yeah, I think it did, did make your top did list. It? <laughs> it made your top. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I was offended by it. I, it was just Christian religious propaganda all the way through. It was like listening to a sermon. I was like, "What the hell is this?" I did not like it. It's like if you're gonna go and try to teach me something, be a little less blatant about it. It's like no. No, and then come to find out the guy who made this movie is the one who made those movies, God's Not Dead and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I know where this is coming from. Oh, totally. really? I don't yeah. remember that. I don't remember that about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, to- it's complete property. It's like a sermon. Like, if you listen to the shit, it's like, what the fuck? Is- <laughs> yeah, so that pissed me off. I, I need like to go. So I need to go back and rewatch it because I don't remember. I don't recall that from... The movie. Um, I need to go back and do a rewatch of it because I remember, I remember light liking it. Um, I didn't. I don't remember it making my top list, but it might have. Um, I love. I love me some Tom Patrick Flannery though. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he did a great uh, job. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just the material, just the morality tale of it all. And again, uh, it just felt too 
beat me over the head with a stick uh, kind of a thing. And what did you say? Uh, the mo- what did you say the movie was that um, the same director? What was? What did you say? They do well, they do all this Christian stuff. They do God's Not Dead. Do you believe? Oh, you know, I'm like, all, well, all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know any of these. I'm like, but it's not well, like- I don't, I don't know them either because I don't watch them. But you know, oh, oh, uh, there are two directors. They did those movies. The other one did Unplanned. You know, uh, I mean, come on. You see all this stuff and you go, oh, this makes perfect sense. Completely. Yeah. And it's like, look, I'm sorry. Like, if you want to, like, I have nothing, like, against putting religion into movies. Like, look at The Exorcist. Like, there's tons of religion in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, like, one of my favorite movies. And, and, that, and that movie did uh, wonders for people to go to church, apparently, back in the day. It supposedly scared people into going uh, into – but this sort of thing where they're like trying to trick you and be like, oh, it's a horror movie. No, it's a sermon masquerading as a horror movie. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> I think so was the um so when he's in there and the guy's coming in and questioning him, he's like brainwashing him and manipulating the okay, I don't remember if he's a detective or what, but was he the one kind of preaching or no? I'm or I'm, maybe I have it backwards. No, I mean really uh, I mean Sean Patrick Flannery's character is preaching in, in his own way. I mean, it's all about like good or evil, the devil and God. I mean, the whole thing is. And then we go into abortion. And, I mean, it really I is a checklist. I don't remember that. You know what? I'm going to go and do, <laughs> I'm going to write it down. I'm going to go back and do a rewatch. Sometimes I watch so many movies um, that I do remember liking it, but I don't remember any of this. So. Um, yeah, well, I mean, maybe maybe you just watched it. I mean, I kind of heard that it was a Christian movie, and I wasn't for sure, but I not heard anything really about it. And I and again, I didn't know the directors at the time who who had made it. But as soon as it started, man, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what this is. And it just to me, it was just very blatant. And maybe it's not as blatant to some other people, but to me, I. I felt like it was just preachy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like too preachy. I don't like it when you get too preachy. You know, you can have your, you know, you can be subtle about things and, and, and like put like things in movies. Uh, but when you get too preachy, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like little hidden messages or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if you know, kind pull, of brain watching, you, you, you think you're watching a horror movie, but secretly we're preaching, we're preaching about God. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's like, <laughs> if I want <laughs> you, you think you're watching a horror movie, you get away from them horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's well, so yeah. Because I don't remember that at all. So I am going to go back and do a rewatch of it now. Yeah. Look, I, yeah. I mean, look, hey, if you like it, it's fine. You know, it's okay to like it. Yeah. It just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. It's not something I, I like. But again, I did like his performance. I thought, I thought he did oh a good job. Oh my God, I know. Right. And you know what's funny is that I've always loved him. Super, super sexy. I've always thought he's a great actor. You know, when I was watching this, I had no idea who he was. I had to look it up. Um, uh-huh. I, was, I was like, who is that? Oh my God, it looks so familiar. He hasn't aged very well, I don't feel like. But, but damn good actor. The way he's making his personality flip back and forth like that i was uh, that's what i do remember and that's what i love so one of the things yeah. i loved about the movie yeah i mean at a point at some point i'm like is this shocker is this gonna be shocker you know <laughs> 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 you know but it's like come on yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's, you know, I, I wrote down, like, I started kind of looking at all the movies coming out 2024. You know, we mm-hmm. talked, I've talked about a few of them last podcast. And so I was like, what, what do we have to look forward to this year? And I mean, there's n- not anything that I'm like super, super excited about. I mean, maybe like a couple things, but I really, I hope we have a better year with movies this year. Um, it's always it's always hard to tell, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think la- last year was a bad year. It just it it didn't a, have a lot of. wasn't a bad year, but what what do you think? What do you think in the last, let's say, the last ten years? Is there any particular mm-hmm. year that you feel like that was a great year for horror movies? They had Martyrs in two thousand seven, and that and that sort of wave was going on for like a year or two. But um, <clears throat> what's really been the the big? Because you know we had like. I guess you'd say Rob Zombie's House of Thousand Corpses sort of changed things in the early 2000s. Then you had Martyrs pushing a little farther. But then after that, what do we got? I mean, we've got sort of a hodgepodge of everything. I don't feel like we got anything like standard, you know, like a, you know, like you had the 80s, you had the slashers. Right. And in the 90s, you had things that wanted to be Scream after Scream came out. And, um, stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know. I, th- I feel like we, we, I mean, obviously the big thing was the things that you, you're, you're not a big fan of, which was the elevator horror. horror. Yes. So it's, so elevator, elevator horror is like a, when, considered like a new genre, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's fairly new. Right. Because I mean, with the witch, I think, and stuff like that's really the, the thing that propelled those sort of, uh, movies and and so that's really like the biggest I guess new thing right yeah and to me I'm like elevator horror I'm like they're all like to me they're all slow burns mm-hmm. every almost almost all of them they're the ele- so examples of elevated movies would be like the witch um Midsummer, hereditary. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I didn't like that. Midsummer and uh, like a lot of these, I it's not for me. It's you know not for me. It's not for everyone, but um, I don't know. Um, it's too boring. Boring. It's too art artistic. You know. Um, I don't know. That's just that's just that's just me. What what are your what's your thoughts? I mean, I like some of them. I don't hate. Really, any of them, I guess, really, but um, I, I they're not my favorite movies, no, for sure. They're not my favorite movies. Um, I, 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 I can watch them and everything, but yeah, I don't seek them out. As I think it's more people that. that like really appreciate film, I think. I, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> well, I, film, but I don't like <laughs> I don't know. I, I, um, I, I appreciate film, I, I mean. Some of those are just like again, they're they're more like a one-two punch at the end, like a twist at the end, and so you have to sit through the whole thing yeah. to, to the twist. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, so that's why I call them slow burns. I mean, like all the Jordan Peele movies, I think, are considered like the elevated horror, right? Yeah, well, especially Get Out, I guess. Yeah, um, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, um, uh, not for me, but. I can I can see why a lot of people people would like it, but yeah, that's that's crazy because that is like a new new genre. Uh, yeah, rel- relatively, relatively. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
So I don't know. I don't. I don't what would be the best one? I I couldn't say. Do you, do you have one? No, not at not at all. It's it's funny how like things kind of change. And we talked about this not too long ago. You had made a comment. 20, 2014, <laughs> There's a lot of movies just so haven't been twenty. I think it was twenty fourteen, where um, if you have sex, you die. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird. It's weird how they they do that. Like these movies, and they're all kind of the same. They come out the same year. I'm like, how does that even happen? Um, like, it's not horror, but like Snow White. I was like, there's like three different Snow White movies that all come out uh, in right. a year. Like, in, they're weird. all three different. It's, I don't know. It's really weird. Uh huh. Are we running out of ideas, people? Well, now we got copyright stuff going into copyright or going out of copyright. So, like, Mickey, Ma- have you seen the Mickey Mouse Trap trailer? Yeah, that's fake. Yeah, that's fake. That's fake. <laughs> That's fake. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, it's fake, right? I, so, I don't know. <laughs> but isn't there? Isn't there? It, that might be fake. But isn't there one in the works though being made? I think there's one in the. I think there's one in the works. So like, and I've there, seen this pop like all over freaking social media. But I've also seen all these rumors that it's fake. I'm like, oh, so is it? I don't know. But um, yeah, they're supposed to be um. There is supposed to be um, like a Mickey Mouse movie, um, a horror movie in in the works right now. So, who knows? So I I don't know either. What I see here is is there going to be a horror movie, Mickey Mouse Trap, a slasher film featured featuring imagery from Steampunk Willie or Steamboat Willie uh, is expected to be released in March. <laughs> oh, Mar- oh, okay, <laughs> March in like two months, March. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. So I didn't even know that. That's that's crazy. You know, I the uh the Winnie the Pooh army really surprised me. Yeah. Blood and Honey. That was kind of kind of shocked. I was shocked that I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty decent. So we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that they probably had this movie made and they were waiting for the copyright to run out before they released it. You know. Yeah. Or, you know, get ready, get ready to have it made. Yeah. Smart, smart thing, and jump, jump the gun and be the first one to do it so uh, that's crazy um all right that's all i got you want to talk to anthony now yeah let's bring him on okay doke all right so tonight we have anthony cooney he's a chicago-based indie filmmaker hey what's up anthony hello how are you anthony good all right what's been going on man so you've been making movies uh tell, tell us what's been going on lately uh, honestly, nothing really going on as far as the movie, uh-huh. uh, movie stuff going on just with work's been keeping me busy and I've got, uh, twin girls. So that's keeping me busy too. Oh man. When you say, when you say twin girls, what do you mean? Toddlers. <laughs> you have, you have, you have kids now? Yeah. I have two four year old girls. That's how long it's been since. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I did not even know that man. Well, long time congratulations that's crazy i did not ha- have a clue so what's that life like for you now uh it's like bouncing on walls <laughs> and twins that's that's even that's that's insane that's double trouble yeah <laughs> yeah twin girls too it, mike you know what it's like to have two girls. <laughs> yeah i have very very close to that very close but they're not twins but very close yeah. so uh so that's definitely changed your life a lot you so um but now you said you're still working on some film stuff, right? Didn't you tell me recently that you were uh, doing a little bit 
help with some documentary stuff, some serial killer documentary stuff? Yeah, I've been uh, recently during the summer. I worked with John Borowski mm-hmm. on his, on his Gacy documentary. It was just a small part, but he's been working on this for a couple of years, and he asked me to do a scene in my favorite place to work, as you know, Mike. Right. Yes. <laughs> tell, tell Bridget where you work. I work for a funeral home. My family owns a funeral home. Okay. Uh, we used to own two. Now we just have one funeral home. And you've probably done a lot of filming of movies there, right? Uh-huh. As Mike knows. <laughs> very well. It's a perf- perfect setting. All right. What, 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 um, what all movies have been filmed in your funeral homes? Well, we, I worked with Mike on Candy's Harem. Candy's Harem. Most, almost yeah. all that film was, was, was filmed there. Now, what happened with that story was um, you, had, you had shot one scene at some uh, like apartment or something. I really liked it. I thought, oh, can we get this for Candy's Harem? Because we we're just about to go into production with Candy's Harem, and I really bit off more than I could chew considering the fact that it really had a lot of locations. I didn't have really any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like uh can we use this place and you're like eh, maybe maybe but it didn't work out and i was like oh shit so uh, it was like we were just about to like crunch time and about to start and we didn't have a place and so you volunteered the the uh the funeral home which i thought was like, insane at the time and but it worked because we made it work perfectly and you can't even tell oh no you, no, you can't tell at all like i would have never known if you wouldn't told me that so that's that's pretty right, that's pretty right. crazy. Right. So yeah. we, we did we did that one. We also did some other little things. We did a little uh, some shorts, right? We did like Hands of Fate. When that one's called, the little faux trailer. We yeah. did the that one uh, there, and of course the the big one, uh, Leaf Floor Massacre too, right? Yeah, we did a lot of there. A lot of that stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Anything else that you filmed there? Uh, you did. Um, I'm gonna say this wrong. Um, Coport, no. Oh, oh yeah, incorporeal, incorporeal, yeah, incorporeal. Yeah, there, yeah, you did right. a lot in I, the garage. I forgot all about that. The basement, yes, yeah, absolutely. That was a movie we made in a day and a half, which was insane. But um, yes, yes, the basement was the big scene for that. The best part of the movie that right, it was in that basement. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, Are any of these movies the, about like autopsies or 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 anything? No, Do you ever take no. advantage of like the you know, the prep room yeah the prep room <laughs> no no it was that was the only room out of the entire building that it was like off limits i was gonna say are you even allowed to even do that there i mean if we wanted to we we probably could if it was decorated just right but i mean at the time doing when we were filming a lot of times between all the films that it was we had customers so it's kind of hard to move those customers out of that room, do some movie stuff. Dude, I was right. so confused for a minute. I, it took me a second when you said, well, we had customers in there. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Well, we, movie does not require any extras. <laughs> well, I do remember specifically there was a time because most, most of Candy's shoot was like early mornings, late nights, third shift, a lot of stuff. But there was one uh, day in particular i think uh, like an actor was running late or something and we end up falling farther behind i think than when we we're supposed to and then there were some people came in because you can't control when people come in it's not like you're like hey if you're gonna die come in later uh you know, <laughs> you know what i mean so there was one time when we were in there like 
being totally still and quiet, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but that, that generally wasn't the case because we usually filmed uh, late, late at night. How, when, do, when do we meet, Anthony? Do you remember? I don't uh, remember exactly. I think it was at a film festival. It might have been at a film festival. At the Portage? I, the, pro, possibly, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the first thing that we did together, you came down as an extra for ovulation, right? Was that Rock. the first thing we did? Mm-hmm. And then we did a few little shorts. We did like a uh, the Phantom in the, in the Park. Yeah. And all, and all that all that stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and... And I helped you on some stuff. You helped me on some stuff. You introduced me to uh, quite a few people on the scene there, like Joe and, and other people that went on to work, be in some of my films and, and vice versa. Some of my people from Candy did Leaf Lore uh, mm-hmm. Massacre too. So it kind of just was like a kind of a little bit of a film community back there. Uh, do you think that's still the thing there in Chicago? Is that still a big uh, thing that you guys have over there? Yeah, everybody kind of asks everybody, you know, could you recommend an actor or an actress? Uh, to be in the film, who to work with, who not to work with, as you know, Mike, yeah, uh, yeah, who not yeah, to yeah. work with. That could be drama based sure. uh, on both sides. Right. So it, it's still close. You see people at conventions, you see people at film festivals and just try to catch up. And it's still the same kind of group running around. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Cool. So uh, I know all the story, but tell Bridget a little bit about Leaf Floor Massacre 2, some of the pitfalls of filmmaking. Now, this was uh, uh, not exactly how – it didn't go exactly how you planned it originally. Uh, I remember we, we were doing prep for this one same time as Candy, right? It was just 2014. It took a few years, though, before it actually got completed. Tell her a little bit about that. Well, part of it was the – co-director that i had on leaf blower we shot about uh half of the film and then all of a sudden i get a text message day of filming which i remember it was on a sunday and we're supposed to film in park ridge and i get this long text that he's done with the film because it's taking too long so basically we can only film on weekends based on a lot of people's schedule my schedule as well being in the funeral industry and we'd have to do it later at night. And I think he just got kind of too impatient. And he was planning on moving to Louisiana. So I had to kind of make some phone calls. And I talked to Mike. And I talked to a couple other people that I knew. And I had to fit in their schedule to get the project done. And then the editor. That's another <laughs> long story. That put, right. pushed a lot of stuff back. Because the editor was holding up the project for the longest time as well. So it basically took two years almost after we got shot the film, shot the film and then completed. Like it was a running joke amongst like film festivals. People would see me or actors would see me at places and they'd go, Hey, what's up with leaf blower massacre too. So. Right. Yeah. That, that sucks. And especially like editing, you're like at their mercy. You can't do anything. Oh yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was more of putting your lips on the person. Okay, can you please get it done? I mean, it came to a point where I'm like, how much do you need so I can just get my material back mm-hmm. on my external yeah. drives and then find somebody else to do it? And that's what exactly what happened. I actually found another editor. I went through, I think, almost three to four editors on this film right. by the time it got done. 
Is that normal? Is that normal? Like when no. you're uh, okay, I was no, like, no. that's no. like a lot. That seems so stressful. <laughs> it was. I mean, Mike knows. I mean, we'd be on the phone pro- a couple times a week talking. You know, yeah. just finding any any way to get the material back. God, that's to a stretch. Crazy to me. Dang. So, wow. It's it's great. When, so I did a rewatch of. Um, I did a rewatch of this movie last night, right? And when you're watching mm-hmm. it, you don't think about all the shit that goes into it while filming. Like you don't know the backstory. I love hearing the backstory on this. So, so yeah. So you have a lot. So you got a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> for this film, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Everybody does, and it it was a long project. It was fun at times, but very frustrating afterwards. Yeah. So another another movie that we worked on together, uh, the Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> As people say, I have a thing for uh, gardening tools. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a pretty fun shoot overall. I mean, there was a few uh, setbacks. Maybe I, I remember the one thing was the some uh, special effects didn't work at one day or, or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, it was pretty simple. I I thought on my end. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty simple. I mean, just a couple changes here and there, which was fine. But you know, it, actors didn't show up when they're supposed to show up. I mean, that's going to happen, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we had a good time with it. And I th- think it turned out great as far as how everybody enjoyed themselves on the film and then just the response afterwards from people laughing about it and especially the title yeah. alone. People laugh about it if they, you know, know what kind of term that is. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. they'll yeah. kind of get the joke. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And remember that when we did the scene where uh, Dirty Sanchez is in the van. And he goes and, and gets the girl, and he just pulls up next to her. She's walking. He hits her, knocks her out, and puts her in the in the van. What happened? What happened then? <laughs> I remember this like it was yesterday. We pulled up in the back of a jewel parking lot to do this scene, and the van is actually an old work van, and it almost looks like a creeper van. No. Something that would be going <laughs> through a neighborhood, and kids would point at it and be like. That's the scary man van. Oh, wow. So we're doing this scene as you've watched the film, if you have, and the doors fly open, this girl's trying to get out and the Sanchez punches her, throws her in there and does something that you shouldn't do to people. Right. Right. So as we're doing it and Mike's filming it and I'm off to the side and we noticed this car driving to the left of us down the street and it's a cop car. Well, cop remember before, does... before the cop though, remember, remember there oh, was, a guy, there was yeah. a guy who stopped and said, is she okay? Yeah. He gets out yeah. of his car in the middle of the street and yells, is she okay? And then, like the actress gets out. Yeah, everything's <laughs> fine. And we're like, all right, we're going to have to reshoot this, but it's kind of expected <laughs> because Nobody, unless you see the camera, you would really think somebody's getting kidnapped <laughs> and thrown in a van. And but then a cop pulls up shortly after that, and mm-hmm. I was just, oh yeah, we're just doing a film for Columbia College. Yeah, okay, all right, and he just circles off. Yeah, he was before we said that about the college. He was really 
inquisitive about what we were doing. I, I think if we hadn't said that, it might have went down a little differently. But uh, yeah, yeah, even like you boys are making a snuff film over here. <laughs> yeah. kind of dirty <laughs> over here. You know, this right. girl's all bloody and. <laughs> That is so funny. Is she okay? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so funny. I actually had the police roll up um, on um, it, this is kind of same situation. We uh, filmed a movie two years ago that I acted in um, called All That Ends. Same thing. It's It's been stuck in editing for like ever. But my death scene that we were shooting in Hendersonville, the park in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and I won't tell you how I died. I just wanted it to be a surprise, but I was hanging from a tree in the park and the police rolled up and I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting here hanging from a tree. <laughs> here come the damn police. It was so crazy. But there's, you know, lots of pe- people around. There's people watching from a distance. And I mean, it's pretty obvious. And he actually sat there. The, the officer actually sat there, called one of his fellow officers, um, and, and they both sat there and watched, watched this film, my entire destiny. It was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you got some fans. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really funny. It was like, somebody called this in. What do you do? We're, duh, we're making a movie. It's like cameras and lights and everything. You know, it's funny though. It was good, good stories. You should totally put the, put that, is she okay? You should like put that in the, in the bloopers. <laughs> yeah, I wish we, it was more of a shock. We weren't even thinking about it, and I didn't even think about that. You know, possibly somebody's going to roll up and say anything. You know, we're just all right. Focus on this, and then now I'm thinking about it years later. It's just like, yeah, I guess anybody would be that way. But it was also <laughs> amazing that a hundred cars drove by and nobody said anything. <laughs> like, true. oh, this is Chicago. Uh, this is what happened. No, it was it was very busy. It wasn't like a, a, a like a back street or something. It was very busy. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. this was yeah, very busy by a high school, by uh, a jewel, and you know a lot of shopping center area. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow, that's crazy. You said a lot of people. The people just kept driving by. <laughs> yep, it's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Funny. Uh, yeah. Any other? Any other like fun, memorable stories? Um, uh, while making making movies. Oh, I mean, we had fun at, you know, in between takes and stuff like that, uh, joking around, uh, you know, people would fall asleep in the funeral home, <laughs> in takes on the couches, yeah. um, especially with candies. I mean, the stuff that we did in the lounge, <laughs> as you know, Mike, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's somebody who's not a big fan of one scene that's uh, in the lounge. Yeah. Somebody's so, not, somebody's not a big fan. Somebody, no, he's not a big fan. Somebody who's in the scene? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say something well, on a chair. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, um, wait, you know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, that was the hardest part to cast, I'll tell you. That was really hard to cast. Nobody wanted to do that part, but you sign up for it, you know. Hey, hey yeah, you know what you're getting yourself into, right? So- yeah, you either want it or, I mean, there was times people – she was all in for it. Her actually, her boyfriend at the time was going to play a detective and she sent me a reply saying weeks later after she was casted that she wouldn't be good for her reputation. Sure. Because she's in the Mm -hmm. dentist industry. (laughs) And I try to explain to her, I'm like probably 1% 
or even less point is ever going to see this. So she went another way. And actually, it was funny. I'm trying to remember. I just saw a movie recently. And she was like a small background actor. And it was with like Kevin Sorbo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And <laughs> for some reason, I'm like, I kind of noticed that face. And then I looked up uh, on IMDb. I'm like, yep, that's her. Uh, so that's, that's kind of. Yep. But you'll have so people back out. I mean, that happens, yeah, drop, oh, yeah. or not yeah. even show up. Um, remember, we had a PA, Mike, that she did a couple hours or maybe a day and never showed yeah. up again. That's 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 the standard, man. A PA will come come for a day, get their credit, and leave. Yep. And you won't see them again. That's pretty much the way it goes. Yeah. That's almost always been my experience with PAs that, that you ask to do for free. Yeah. yeah. I had... There's a guy. Got the credit. Yeah, we had one actor on Leaf Blower to his beginning of the uh, movie. Talk to him during weeks before, even the night before. Okay, yeah, show up, be here at this time. And I'm calling him up, what's going on? He thought we were going to shoot at his place when I gave him the address of the location. <laughs> and then he tried oh. to blame me for it. And I'm like, we just talked on the phone last night. You've had the script for weeks. The scene's ready to be shot. Now I got to find somebody to fill in at the last second. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's the sucky. That's the really sucky thing about like, like you know, your smaller, smaller, low budget indie indie films. Mm-hmm. That if one person doesn't show up, it's a bitch. You either got to find somebody real quick to fill in, or you're rewriting some things, and it's. Never, never fun. And then the rest of the cast is just sitting around waiting while you figure it out. It's got to be pretty stressful. I say it's almost like the Adam Sandler effect. Stick with your friends almost. Oh, yeah. You know, that are guaranteed to show up and want they're into the project. Yeah. Well, at the the very least, you find people that you know, uh, that you've worked with before, that you can trust, that you know. We'll give it their all and we'll show up. And that, that is why a lot of indie filmmakers do use the same people is because they don't want to take that risk of, of, you know, finding somebody new and them not working out last second, like literally last mm-hmm. second, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, so that's that's a main reason why you just go, hey, I work with this person. I, I know I can trust them. I know they're going to come and give me 100 percent and they're going to be here. And, you know, hey, that, that's who I want to work with. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's – it's tricky sometimes. And yeah. what I love about these people is that they might not be the best actors, but you can always tell that, damn, they're having a good time and they're just passionate about it. Might not be the best actors, but they're reliable and they love what they do. So, Yeah. Yeah. Especially working with somebody new can be kind of nerve-wracking if you don't know them. Yeah. So... You know, I don't. I don't blame directors and writers to work with the same people. You know, a lot of people from the outside that are not involved in filmmaking kind of don't understand that, unless it's like right. something's told afterwards why they chose that actor. Right. You know. Mm, yeah. It's almost like the Rob Zombie effect too. You notice with a lot of him his films, he does the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that it's a running joke at this point that everything he does is going to be his wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna be bill mosley and the crew yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah right so uh now years later the aftermath uh 
what, what do you get from uh, people uh, that watched Leaf Lord Massacre 2 or Dirty Sanchez now? What kind of uh, praise or criti- criticisms do you get? Uh, I'd say as far as maybe the effects on the film is only the criticism to a degree. Right? To which one? Uh, Leaf Lord? Leaf Lord. Yeah. Really? I think it's because of the CGI. I was so forward with trying to do practical effects, but that yeah, became yeah. a problem on some stuff of practical effects. Well, yeah, some some are not as good, but I mean, like I thought the uh, the one scene in the, in the basement there with the hole was mm-hmm. fine. You know, that one I thought turned out pretty good. Uh, may, maybe the um, Ari, uh, what's his name? Ari Lar- Lar- Yeah, Ari Layman. His... Uh, Ari Layman. Yeah, well, maybe he... Ari Layman. He uh, maybe that one could have he... been a little bit better, but it, it was supposed to be better. I actually one of my <laughs> friends was going to do the practical effects on him, had it all set up, gave me the layout pretty simple this is what you're gonna do and i got told in my ear beforehand uh no he doesn't want to do that and things were being held up people weren't kind of happy with the situation that was going on and because there was a little bit of riff that night uh there was a little bit of drama beforehand before mm-hmm. picking them up <laughs> i was actually working a wake for a friend of mine that i worked with at the ballpark and his service got done and I literally had to go pick up, pick them up and bring them to the funeral home to do. Well, I, re- I remember the, the night that I shot his scenes. We had to go pick him up that night too. Yeah. Yeah. We had to pick him <laughs> yeah. up, but on the way, this is a funny story. So literally I'm changing from a suit into normal clothes, jumping into one of the actors, one of the main actors to pick him up. And on the way we get hit in a car, we get in a car accident. Some guy rear ends us. We pull over. My buddy looks at the, his car. It's the muffler rips the muffler off, throws it to the side and says, let's go get Ari. So we whip (laughs) around, go to Ari's, which wasn't super long, get to his house. Hey, we're here. I know back at the funeral home, you were waiting, Mike with other actors. Everybody's ready to go. Well, uh, my buddy and I are sitting in the car waiting for Ari because he couldn't find a shoe. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what i was told i i don't know but he came in the car we got back to the funeral home ready to shoot the scenes and we're trying to make it as pleasant as we could because we knew it was a sunday night and everybody had work on monday mm-hmm. and we got through it but you know you're gonna have little bumps in the road like that yeah. where you have to yeah. either say okay i gotta change this or we don't shoot this at all. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But, yeah, I mean, that, that happens with actors. You know. Right. It, yeah. it does. So if, any, if anybody wanted to um, see these movies, where can, they, where can they see your movies at? I have a website, uh, www.leafblowermassacre2.net. Okay. Or they can contact me through Instagram at leafblowermassacre as well and just send me a direct message yeah awesome switching gears a little bit Mm -hmm. uh anthony uh you're a pretty big collector or at least you were back in the day do you still collect uh, movies and all that stuff yeah a matter of fact i have a a storage unit of stuff i had to rent a storage unit and i have one of the biggest storage units full of collectibles that i think i need to start getting rid of 
so you, I know when we did uh, vendor tables and stuff mm-hmm. at uh, conventions, you were always selling like miscellaneous different stuff, but a lot of movies and stuff. How many movies would you say you have? Over a thousand. Yeah. 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 DVDs, Blu-rays, etc. Right. Yeah. And uh, do you still collect them, or are you have I, you stopped now? I've slowed down tremendously. Oh really? So okay. It's more of just it's like, called having twins, right? <laughs> exactly. It's that'll, that'll well. Work, I always yeah. say to my friends, I said, you know, when it's my time to go, and I give it to the girls, I'm like, here's your go, here's your retirement fund. But <laughs> yeah. be smart, look it up, find the value, and then whatever you sell, you sell. It's on you. you know? Yeah. So your movies only horror movies, or um. Did you have like a, a wide variety of your collection? Oh, as far as collectible stuff? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um. So so for your movies, was it only horror movies or is this a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. Okay. And then what kind of collectibles do you do you collect? Uh, I've got statues, uh, action figures, posters, um, miscellaneous props from movies, independent movies mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that shit. I collect it too. So that's wow. It's very addictive. It uh, kind of is. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this. I'm going to set it in my office, but I love it. I yeah. love that I have it. <laughs> you know? it it's fun, but you've got to have the space to put it up. You know, that's, you, that, that's another yeah, thing. That's Otherwise, it's just boxes f- filled with stuff. I mean, to this day, like I go through my stuff and I'm like, I forgot I even bought this. Or even oh, have yeah. this, yeah, 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 for sure. I got that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Switching gears again, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony. You you did your own podcast at one point. What was that podcast called again? Uh, the Horror Addict. The Horror Addict. Yeah. And now, now Bridget. Now, I listened to a couple of these episodes of, of this podcast back in the day, and it was professional. Like what we do here is we just kind of dick around, but you had. Tell me if I'm wrong. You had a radio host, or mm-hmm. a radio, you know, like a radio guy, radio voice personality as yeah. one of your it, co-hosts, right? Yeah, it's actually one of my um, friend Paul. Him and I uh, met at a convention, and he's the one who actually he has his own business called Third Degree Designs. And we met at a convention through an older friend that we had, and I was looking for somebody to do T-shirts for Leaf Blower Massacre too. And all of a sudden we started chit-chatting. I showed him design. He's like, yeah, I can do that. So we started talking about it, came up with the design. He printed the shirts. And then we've been friends ever since. And now, just recently, we've started a business, a clothing clothing business called um, Cryptic Threads. Really? Yeah. So if you look that up, if you Google at Cryptic Threads um, through Google, you'll see it. And we've got all these different designs. Um, original artwork. It's nothing like, you know, printing out Friday the 13th stuff and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street because the competition is just so big. So we even have some funeral shirts too, if you look it up. Oh, that's awesome. So wow. where, do you, where do you sell it? Do you just have your online store? Do you still work conventions? Yeah, I still work conventions. I do it during the summer. I did a lot of smaller conventions like one night shows. Um, I've done flashback weekend every year here in Chicago. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, days of the dead now yeah. they've now they've uh, upped it to two shows so 
that's been more of my passion is doing the the t-shirts oh well that's cool that's cool so what happened with the podcast how come you guys stopped doing it well our lie his business is pretty big too he's got um two uh stores Mm -hmm. and so he keeps busy and he does all his own stuff so we would do it on the weekends the podcast and it's just our lives got so busy as i got busy in the funeral industry it was hard to pick an exact night to do it yeah and it was kind of like okay i can do it wednesday night but with how my work schedule is you know i didn't want to hold anybody (laughs) up and also our friend that was doing the voice the radio voice and overseeing everything and doing the editing of the podcast mm-hmm. we just got to the point where we we're just getting so busy and then we during the time we we're coming up the the idea for cryptic threads and started going forward with that and we'll eventually get back to the podcast it's just been work for both of us has been pretty busy right right all right. Sounds good. And uh, well, another thing that you got coming up, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but you, you do have something coming up uh, that I'm, I'm working on. Do, do, do you want to talk about that or do you want to wait? Uh, we can wait. You can wait? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I want more of a, like a, a, a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, well. that's, a, that's a question I get a lot. You know, there's sometimes when I'm at conventions, people ask, oh, you don't have this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That's been a, that's been in the works for a while. Been, yeah, well, we've been talking about it for a while, but yeah, mm-hmm. now, now we're just getting the gears going, so it'll be long now. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got anything else for him, uh, Bridget? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think that's all I got, man. Really appreciate you coming on chit chatting with us. It's our first podcast of the year. So, oh, nice. Yeah, and yeah, we're kicking it off. You're kicking it off for us. Perfect. All right, man. So again, tell everybody where they can find all your stuff. They can find Leaf Blower Massacre at www.leafblowermassacre2.net or through Instagram at Leaf Blower Massacre. They can send me a direct message. Uh, they can also email me if they want directly at nailgunmassacre187 at gmail.com. Okay. And Cryptic Threads. Yes, Cryptic. Just, just, just search that up and yeah. you can find the click on the website and you'll see the designs and a little bit of everything. We're working on some more stuff as well for the website. I just went on there by the way. And I was like, Oh, the funeral thing. Yeah. So we, we have, we drive a hearse. So <laughs> oh, nice. we, we literally have a hearse in our driveway. It's like an everyday vehicle. So I was like, Oh, look at the hearse shirts on there. Awesome. You should come up to Chicago. We do a show, not me exactly, but there's a show that's out in Lombard called the hearse, the hearse show. Yeah. And it's usually around June or July and it's all nothing but hearses, like a car show. Nice. Oh, that's, that's, that's fun. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of fun. This one's pretty cool too. Most of them are Cadillacs. This one's, um, it's a um, a Chrysler a Chrysler 300. Is it 300? There's only like 250 of them made, I think. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. How did you get your hands on that? Um. So um, my my boyfriend actually delivers um, caskets for Nashville Casket. They make custom caskets, and he sometimes does delivery runs for them and. Um, the owner had an extra hearse for sale and we're like, oh my God, it was so cheap and hardly any miles on it. I mean, when I say cheap, I mean, it was like paid cash Oh, wow. and, I was, and we just, we kind of like that. We're just kind of 
just fits it fits our personality really well oh god we have a dead personality no it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it kind of goes as um i i'm a horror podcast we do we do horror acting and he works at slaughterhouse and it's kind of it just kind of fits and we we also work horror conventions as well as asking about your conventions mm-hmm. um we sell a lot of the collectibles and that you were talking about so yeah, so and we'll we'll drive the hearse there, and it's like a it's always a big thing. We've been in a couple of hearse shows too, at con, at local conventions here, um, in Tennessee. This is good stuff. Yeah, you should definitely come up to Chicago and try to do some conventions and come up for the hearse show and. Yeah, that'd fun. be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Fun. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, man, it's really great talking to you. Appreciate you coming on, chatting with us. Thank you. Yep. All right, man. We will talk to you very soon. Sounds good. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Yep. All right. Later. All right. Later. All right. Anthony Cooney, filmmaker from Chicago. From Chicago. Busy man. Twin girls. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about. It. I didn't even know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, that's our first show of season three. Season three, wow! In, yep. in the bag, yep, yeah, uh, crazy. So, and I'd love to hear. From, I'd love to hear from people. So, if you have any any ideas or any recommendations for guests that you would um, like us to bring on, or any particular topics, put it out there. Any any um, recommendations for extreme horror movies? Put it out there. Where? Where can they put it out there? They can put it out there. So you can um, you can message, check us out on Facebook, um, Hardcore Horror with Mike and Bridget. Mike is M-I-C. Um, or, I mean, you can always just message um, either Mike or I. I'm Lynn.Bridget on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check Mike out. What's your... Um, what's your your name, your profile names. Fopa, uh, Fopa uh, films. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, until the next time, which is going to be pretty soon, we have another uh, episode coming up pretty quickly. Yeah. After this one, so we won't have as much to talk about. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, uh, before we go, uh, let's do another movie for next week. You can watch Sweet Movie if you want. Again, it's up to you. But it's not a horror movie. I have a movie I want uh, to suggest. I don't know if you have one. You have one. No, let's you hear it. To... You always have good ones, so let's let's hear it. All right. Have you ever seen Red, White, and Blue? Um, is it a documentary? No, it is not. Oh, uh, maybe not then. From from 2010. I don't think so. It's a horror movie. Uh, it's it's a, kind of it's a thriller. I I consider it horror. It's not like bloody. Um, well, okay. I again, I consider it a horror movie in its own way. Okay. Um, it's definitely brutal. Okay, I don't think I've seen it. Um, oh, it's funny when I look up Red, White, and Blue. There's one 2023. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Red, White, and Blue, 2010. Got it. Yes, it's on Tubi. On Tubi, love it. Even easier. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. Okay, very cool. So red, white, and blue for next week. All right. Okay. All right. That's all I got for you. That's it. Until next time. Until next time. Hardcore. Keep it hardcore. Hardcore.
Later. Later. Wow. That's hardcore. Nothing harder. Hardcore horror like Bridget is a part of the Tennessee 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 Horror Podcast Network. <laughs>